You are listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. For more information on my book and other resources, check out yellingcurebook.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Parenting Our Future. I have a really great episode ahead. We are talking about mindfulness for teens and teens struggling with anxiety. So I have the honor of talking to my guest, Jenny Marie Batistin. She is a licensed marriage a family therapist from the state of California. She's also graduated cum laude with a master's in clinical psychology from Pepperdine University, which is in Malibu. She began her career working with teens in in Burbank high school campuses and is also a frequent guest speaker at high schools in Southern California. So she's with teens a lot. She has uh, also been a facilitator for Angst, which is a documentary on anxiety, which helped create a dialogue of support between students, teachers, and parents on the challenges of coping with anxiety. As a mother of grown children, Jenny has a strong passion for helping teens and parents develop tools and resources to help navigate the challenges of mental health concerns facing today's teens. She's the founder and director of the Hope Therapy Center of Marriage and Family Counseling of Burbank, California and Santa Clarita, California. And actually, if you are in California, she's her and her partners are expanding their practice to offices in Orange County and Washington State as well. So Jenny, welcome. Thank you for being thank here. You. Oh, thank you for having me. You have written a book called Mindfulness for Teens, which I have right here and I've even bookmarked it here. <laughs> um, you, it is a really beautifully written simple to read book with lots of colors and um, graphics, really a really great read for parents and for teens. And so I, I just really want you to know how much I enjoyed reading it. And in my own family and with a lot mm-hmm. of the clients that I, that I work with, you know, I hear about anxiety a lot. I hear mm-hmm. a lot about kids really struggling with anxiety. And so I understand that mindfulness can really be the key to helping them cope, helping all of us cope. And I wonder if you can first start by telling us what is mindfulness? What do you define as mindfulness? Right. Well, it's such a buzzword right now. And I'm glad that you're asking, what is mindfulness? Uh, It's simple, but yet it takes a little bit of work because we do tend to walk through our life and think that you know, am I thinking about stuff? Am I really considering it? So it is a technique of being able to be present with oneself, to be able to accept one's feelings and emotions without judgment. And I think that's the most important thing because so often we tend to be so self-critical of ourselves, and it's really taking a moment and just acknowledging like, hey, my feelings are my feelings and that's okay. What I do with them, I can have some control over it and I can actually maybe even sit with some of the more difficult feelings and be present. So it's this really great technique. It's actually pretty simple when you distill it down. Yeah. So you're saying noticing your feelings, not judging your feelings and, and then, and then being able to, to have the wherewithal to know what to do about those feelings. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, so why did you target or not target, but why did you focus on teens for your book? Yeah. Well, a lot of it came from actually my adult client saying, wow, I wish I would have learned these skills as a teen 
or asking me, how can I help my team? Uh, so that really propelled a lot of why I was like, well, you know, gosh, I've been working in high school campuses. I've been working with teens and teaching them these skills. And now I'm teaching my adults this. Why not actually really get in there and really teach kids from the beginning so they have a tool that they can take through a lifetime? And it's interesting because a lot of schools actually are starting to embrace the concept of mindfulness and actually teach it in the classroom. And so I thought, well, hey, why don't we actually create a book that can be practically used uh, by teens? Yeah. And your book is like a guidebook. I mean, it is, it is very simple exercises for whatever your, whatever the situation is. It's so practical. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, even I'm seeing this in schools. Uh, my, one of my boys is in elementary school and I am seeing them do mindfulness. Um, I actually was having my boys come home after school and do mindfulness where we, li- we all lie on the floor and we put something on like our tummies and we raise it up and down. Right. And my one son said, mom, why do I have to do this? We're already doing this in school. And I was like, Oh, oh this yeah. is great news. This is yeah. great news. So, okay. So you're, you're saying that, um, your, your, your clients, they, they were all wishing that like when life got really tough, which is often mm-hmm. in teens, but so many things are happening brain wise, physically, emotionally, hormonally, there's so many changes going on and, and kind of things start to get real in high school. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So having these, having these tools means that you have control right? Gives Mm -hmm. you control and that you aren't a passenger on the train of your emotions, that you have the tools. And once you learn them, you have them Mm -hmm. for a lifetime. Isn't that so Mm -hmm. exciting? So exciting. Absolutely. So so, um, now, now there's, there's more reasons too, right? Because you're, you're saying these parents are saying like, I can't, I, I wish I had these, but also my team needs these mm-hmm. tools. And so tell me about, you know, aside from what I just mentioned, you know, all of the changes, what are teens facing? Like, what are some of the things that you're seeing that makes this a really relevant topic? Yeah. Well, you know, on one hand, it's really great that we're encouraging kids to think of higher education and what are you going to do after high school, but also it has to be done in a thoughtful way because teens are becoming so anxious about what's after high school. Oh my gosh, I need to have good SAT scores or ACT scores. I need to have lots of extracurriculars. I need to, uh, you know, I need to maybe look at having a job. Um, What are my friends doing on social media? You know, am I staying up on the trends? And so they're thinking about so much and that is just unfortunately kind of propelling some of the anxiety. So they're comparing themselves to others as well as their worried about, oh, what's my next chapter? And then you throw in this piece that we talk about. I mean, I think we do want to be mindful about the environment, but so many kids are worried the world's just not going to exist because we're destroying our environment. So you have that extra layer of stress that's in there that kids are just thinking about and they don't really know how to help themselves or answer these bigger questions. Um, and so they're just sitting and stewing instead. Yeah. And, and, and that's, wow, that's a lot. When you break it down like that, that is, that is a lot. That's, that's, that's no joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that what happens is our kids are opting out, right? And it's looking like an opting out. And, but what I mean by that is, they're just saying like, I can't do it. So then their grades go down or they're just staying and maybe gaming all day long. 
right? Mm-hmm. Or, or stuck to their phones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I would guess, and you're the expert, not me, but I would guess that this is part, part in, because how else do I deal with this? Because my parents are also on my case and they don't understand and they aren't giving me empathy and compassion for what is really going on or not even asking me what's going on. I'm just going to refuse to even participate. Is mm-hmm. that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of times the gaming or the social media becomes a distraction technique, which, you know, okay, we all need a little bit of distraction in our busy life, but when it becomes out of balance and we're actually checking out of life, mm-hmm. that's not so great. Well, yeah. And I, and I want to say too, that, you know, our kids are feeling their feelings as much as we feel ours. And don't we have a lot of ways to cope that are maybe unhealthy, you know, like wine. And I Googled mom and wine and there's like a bazillion memes and sites and products, you know, um, we can shop online shop, we can gamble, we can, Mm -hmm. I mean, eat, we can do so many different things to cope. And then our kids are gaming and we kind of freak out about it. Right. So we Mm -hmm. need to put ourselves in their shoes too. Right. So if you have a child who is struggling and you, you think they're struggling and you want to help them, how do you even get to talking to them? Because I think a lot of parents are going to get like, mom, leave me alone. Dad doesn't get it. He like, just go away. So how Mm -hmm. do you start? How do you even start? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. This is the question. I think sometimes parents are fearful to even step in there because they're worried they're going to get that response of like, uh, go away, stop bothering me. If you just start it though with a dialogue of, you know, I think we can have a dialogue. If we have a sense of confidence that we can have a dialogue with our kids, it'll flow a little bit more. And, you know, just start a little bit with, hey, you know, I'm just noticing, you know, does this ever bother you? And they might say yes, they might say no. Um, Most of the time they're going to be like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, okay. Would you like to have a little less of this? And usually they're going to say, well, yeah, I'd like to feel a little less stressed. Well, okay. Well, you know, what do you think we can do? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. And then you can usually bridge into like, well, what if I could teach you one or two things? Or what if you could read a book and learn one or two things that would just help you feel a little less eh, stressed or overwhelmed? Would you give it a try, you know, for 30 days? Let's just do a 30-day challenge. You want to try it for 30 days and see what happens? So cool. That's really good. There's a lot of what you just said that that I really, I really like. One is... Um, you know, you're, it's non-threatening the way you have approached the way you, you've just described that conversation. Like, would you like to have a little less of this? Like, I'm just mm-hmm. asking, you know, and, and, and one of the things that I'd like to say is that you don't, it doesn't have to be one conversation. You know, if your child isn't, isn't open to it, then try again. Don't, it's not one and done, right? Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Absolutely. Like, like be open and, and don't, uh, don't expect, Oh mom, thank you for noticing. Um, yes, I would absolutely, you know, like, let's just like give them a moment to think about it and just Uh say when you're ready, even I'm here for you. Uh Right. Uh The door is always open. Like let's know, let's let them know that support is there even if they aren't ready yet because they may not be ready yet. Yes. Right. Well, and I think too, if we model for them in our own life, Mm. some of these techniques, they're going to notice a difference in us and they might be a little bit more open too. Uh, because kids will catch us. Like, you know, sometimes if we're telling our kids one thing, but we're doing something opposite, then they're going to be like, "Mm, 
you know, hey, I see you on your social media just as much as I'm on my social media. <laughs> or, you know, hey, I see you drinking a glass of wine just as much as I'm eating my junk food. <laughs> right. Good point. Yeah, we got to hold ourselves accountable, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not always easy. Not no. always easy, especially when you have a stressed out kid. But we're going to talk about parents in a minute. So, because <laughs> we've got, we've got solutions for you too. Um, so, and, and the other thing that I really liked is you saying, if I could show you one or two things, like, mm -hmm. not like I have 57,000 things for you and the, I want you to do each and every one of them. Now I'm going to have to check up on you, whether or not you're doing them. I'm going to have to now police your mindfulness. Mm -hmm. No. That is not what this is. You, you want them to have the challenge. I think that's such a great way of, of starting it for them. Mm -hmm. And then um, we're not looking for perfection here, right? We're giving them grace yep. if they forget or whatever. This is not something to be punished, something to be criticized about. Like, let's do our best for 30 days. How can we do it? Set up a little calendar even. Check off the days mm -hmm. that you managed to do your start with two minutes. Wouldn't you say start with five oh, yeah. minutes? It doesn't have to be, mm -hmm. I mean, this is, you've got mindfulness routines in 10 minutes a day, but it doesn't have to start at 10, you know? No. no. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like that model for them. You know, I, I use the breathing too, when I'm feeling really stressed, right? Which, mm -hmm. which happens like, cause you know, Mike, I've yeah. got some, I've got some stuff going on here sometimes. So, and my son used to feel a little triggered by that because he's like, you're, you know, well, you're mad at me. That's why you're breathing like that. And, and I would say, no, I'm doing this so that I'm not mad at you. I'm doing this uh -huh. so that I can show up for you fully calm and present, but I have uh -huh. to teach myself ways to, when you're yeah. feeling out of control, I need to make sure I'm in control so that I can be there to help you. So that does bring me to the question what about parents? Because stress begets stress. Like we know stress mm -hmm. is contagious. And if your child is struggling, that means you're struggling as a parent too, right? Mm -hmm. So what do parents do to get themselves to a more calm place? Yeah. So one of the techniques that I love for my parents to do is when you get home, stop in the driveway, turn off your car, close your eyes, and yourself, just breathe for just a moment yourself before you walk into the house and start in on dinner or checking in on your kids' homework, whatever it is, just stop for a moment. Because if we want to teach our kids to stop, we need to also learn to stop too. And it'll help ground you, be present, you know, for your evening uh, and help you probably prioritize and reorganize what, what really matters. What do I really need to take care of tonight and shake off the stresses of the day? Uh, oh. So just take that moment. That is a great answer. Oh, that's so good. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I talk about with my clients too is also setting an intention. You know, like my intention is to talk less and listen more, or my intention is to not let the little things bug me. So, I mean, I'd love to offer that as well. I mean, take that moment and, and even set that intention because where your intentions go, your thoughts and your actions and your behavior also follows. That's so great. Very true. I yeah. love intention setting too with that. That is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So, um, so when we talk about fitting it into your day, you know, what, how are we doing this? Are we setting a sacred time aside to fit it into our day? Like it has to be at a certain time. Are we doing it in the morning before we start our day at night? Like how, how are we fitting it into our day? This mindfulness practice. 
Well, I think everyone has to look at their own life and, and see where does it fit in best. So in my book, I actually organized into morning, midday, evening exercises. So something for a little bit of, you know, everyone. Uh, some people find they are a morning person. They need to set it off um, straight in the morning time and get themselves on that path. And for some, it is middle of the day. I'm cranking in school. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed or, you know, I'm having a hard time focusing on my tests in class. And so actually doing the midday exercises are going to be a little bit more beneficial. Um, so really depends on each individual person. I don't think it has to be regimental. It just needs to be part of our day and just pick a time. Just go, okay, and make a commitment that if I don't get to it in the morning and I don't get to it in the midday, I will do it before I go to bed. Mm, okay, that's great. Uh, you know, uh, you and I were talking just before we, we hit record here and I said that one of the things that I ask my boys to do is to put devices away when we're in the car because I want that to be a moment of, of mindfulness in just noticing what's happening outside. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. All I could do when I was a kid was look out the window. So, I mean, let's do that. Like, look out the window, notice how, you know, notice the sky, notice, you know, what's around you um, mm -hmm. and listen to the music, have a conversation. Like that can also be, you know, we use that as our mindfulness time too. Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah. Cause we're not, we don't, we can be disconnected. It's okay. We'll survive yeah, kiddos. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, me telling them now. Okay. So you have also, so you, you've broken things down into different time frames during the day, but you've also broken down each mindfulness practice by category. And this is really cool mm -hmm. because not every mindfulness practice is meant for the same type of thing. Like there are ones that kind of rescue you out of your fight or flight. There's mm -hmm. ones that are in, in anticipation of a stressful situation and that sort of thing. So you have four exercises. One, they're calming, focusing, mm -hmm. reconnecting, and responding. So can you just explain those a little bit, please? Yes. So calming is really great for helping to just smooth out the mood. If you're having a little bit of irritability, maybe a little bit of anxiety, you know, or just feeling overwhelmed, a calming exercise is going to be just really great to kind of just help smooth that out, help you move through those unpleasant emotions, unpleasant feelings, and just get you in a little bit more centered space. Uh, and then you've got your focusing exercises, which this is the one that my teens tend to like, uh, the most are those focusing exercises to just help them be able to be present on their homework, on their tests, with their friends, with their family, just, and the focusing exercises have been shown that if they practice those on a regular basis, they notice they're remembering more, their concentrations improved, they're finding they're studying less for tests and just remembering the material. Uh, so I love that, you know, what kid wow. wouldn't want to study less. And that's usually an easy way to get into the idea of like, Hey, why don't you give this a try? If you would have to study less at the end of these 30 days, wouldn't it be worth it? And they're like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we've got those reconnecting exercises that are feeling centered, uh, and are going to help teach our kids, you know, feelings aren't bad when they're unpleasant and we can move through those um, and just be able to understand their feelings and their emotions, that it's information to help us process our day. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't have to be critical about ourselves. And then the last one is our responding and our responding exercises are really good when we do have those emotions that feel a little dark, a little cloudy, 
um, and we are like trying to push away from them, but we can respond and redirect them into a more positive zone. You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this. Please don't forget to subscribe. And I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating on iTunes. If you're a parent who's struggling and you feel like you might need some support to be the confident leader of your family, where you can calmly respond to any kind of behavior, disrespect, or your kids not listening to you, well, I have a membership group that you might be interested in. All you have to do is go to kamomsclub.com for more information. That's kamomsclub.com for more information. Now, back to the show. So those all sound really great. I, I love that they each have a specific, you know, targeted reason why you would want to use them. And so you kind of have all of these mindfulness tools in your backpack. So if and when the bottom falls out of your life or a situation, it's like, okay, I've got these in my backpack, my back pocket to take out when I need them. And I love that. So, okay. We've had a conversation with our kids. We've said, Hey, you know what? Would you like to be less stressed? I've got one or two things to share with you. Now what? Mm-hmm. How do now we get what? started? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So start with breath first. I think that's the most uh, easiest way to ease into mindfulness. Uh, so often you think, oh, well, why do I need to be mindful about my breath? And we aren't mindful about our breath. But it is so amazing. Research has shown that with just breath work alone, if that's the only mindfulness exercise you learn, that in 30 days we can see changes in the brain um, that can really make an impact. And breathing doesn't have to be difficult. My favorite is the four square breathing. You breathe Mm. in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. Repeat that about six times at least um, or until you feel calm. You know, some people Mm. do it more. Uh, But if we can just teach that one alone to our kids and start young, we start with our three and four-year-olds even with that one. They get it. They understand it. That will help smooth it out. And then usually you hook them with that one exercise and they're like, oh, that was really helpful. Anything else I can do? That's, that's, that's awesome. You know, um, my son had, uh, my, my, my youngest one had a blood test the other day and he was panicking, freaking out. And I said, okay, babe, like I, we had him on a bed. I had to hold him. Like it was so poor baby. He never had that before. And, um, and I said, okay, Okay, you're gonna, and I had to talk him through it. I'm like, breathe in for four, hold for four. You know, we did the whole thing. And then afterwards he said, you know, mom, I never believed that breath stuff, but that really worked. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I know it does. I know it does. We got another convert. This is great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so um, so you start with breath and then is there another step to go? Do you do you look through your book for, because for, there are so many different categories and different types. You've got cool names for each. Each of them like super uh-huh. fun names. Um, you know, where do we go from there? Do we just find one that fits, or do we find the situation first and then we fit it with the the, the practice? I think if you notice a repetitive struggle that your teen is having, if they're saying like I'm having a really hard time focusing in class help them look through and just go like, okay, let's try one of these focusing exercises and just give it a try. Um, and see if that helps you with it 
within class. So, you know, you can laser pointer in on something that you notice they're continuing to struggle with and pick an exercise that might be helpful for that. Um, the other thing is, is, you know, maybe you just have them thumb through it and say, hey, I challenge you to just thumb through it and pick three exercises that sound fun to you. Yeah. Okay. And, and like when I say they've got cute names, I mean, you've got, um, hello moments, eat the frog. Um, you've got, um, heart of happiness, my favorite things, wise grasshopper connect for, you know, um, a butterfly hug. Butterfly hug is so awesome. Gotta get the book uh -huh. to see what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> butterfly yeah. hug is so cool. I love it so much. I've yeah. never seen that before. And that just sounds so lovely. Oh, um, okay. So I want to talk about some specific problems that kids are facing. Uh, and you were really good about talking about things that I wasn't even on my radar, but you're absolutely right. Like they're anxious about their next step. They're, um, you know, they're comparing themselves to other kids. And I mean, let's be honest as parents, we compare ourselves to other parents. Right. And, and of yeah. course they're going to do the same, right. They're, they're wondering about their next, the next, the next thing, do I need to be volunteering? Do I need to be getting a job? You know, what about my grades? Cause I've got to go to university and you know, we've, the way we have structured things puts so much stress on kids. It's really mm -hmm. true, you know, mm -hmm. and I think we're demanding more and more of them. And uh, of course, as parents, our intention is we want the best for our kids. But I think what we're doing in a lot of cases is putting more pressure on them, right? Like you've got to, if you're going to go to business school, you got to go to the best business school. If you're, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to do this, well, you've got to make it into this, you know, um, you can't take a year off. You can't, you know, go to whatever it is. You can't work for a year. You can't, you know, none of this stuff. Right. And that is really stressful. So, um, so, okay. So, so let's talk about kids that have pre-existing things as well. Like what about kids that have ADHD? Because your brains are literally working in a different way, right? Mm -hmm. So um, can this help them as well? Oh, absolutely. Especially the focusing exercises, you know, because this is where they're struggling often is with their focus. And so giving them actually a tool that's going to target where they're really struggling the most is so helpful. And then it starts to help calm them. And then they can move into doing calm and calming exercises that are going to help them calm even more. Oh. And they're going to see the benefit of, oh, I'm actually able to get through my classes. I'm actually able to get through my homework. And I don't feel so stressed. And I don't feel so overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, mom has to be on me to make sure I'm getting my homework done. I'm just doing it now. I'm just doing it. That's awesome. Okay. That's really cool. So start with, yes, start with the, the reconnecting or sorry, start with the focusing and then the calming. Very, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, what about kids that are facing things like bullying? Mm -hmm. How, how yeah, can so, they, how, how can this help them? Sorry. Yeah. There's a wonderful um, YouTube video I love for bullying about helping kids respond to a, someone who's bullying. Um, Cause a lot of times they take those words in rather than push the words out. You know, I talked to my kids about like, Hey, people can say these words. And we, you know, we used to use that old saying, you know, uh, sticks and stones, uh, break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's, it can be true, but we do allow those words to hurt us. And so if we help armor our kids really with that belief of, I don't need to believe those words. I know my internal truth, which a lot of that can come from, Hey, let's take five minutes at dinner time 
tell me the best part of today. Tell me your successes, which will help build their confidence. So when someone comes at them and tells them and tries to knock them down with those words, they feel already strong about themselves. They know their truth. Mm. I love it. I love it. That's great. Uh, and that video that you're talking about, I think I know the one. Uh, it's is it a girl on stage with 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 a yes. guy? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll put that video link in the show notes because it's really good the way he teaches her how to respond, and she's trying her hardest to bully him, and it is uh -huh. impossible. So show your kids that if they're feeling yes. that way. And and I love that. Know your truth. Know your uh -huh. truth. You know, um, but one of the things that I, that I hear even from my own kids is, you know, I'll say, you know, remember, maybe not in those exact words, not remember your truth, but you know, like, don't forget, like you're a bright light, like you're a gift to this world. Oh, mommy always say that, you know? Yeah, whatever. Right. And so uh, what I, <laughs> what I think is happening is that our kids are really hard on themselves too. Mm -hmm. So what is that about? Yeah, you know, the, the self-critic piece has become such a dialogue. I don't know if it is just because the media out there, they see it on TV where people tend to be critical of themselves and they're not seeing the solutions. So helping our kids with some solutions to catch that internal critic. That's why I like starting that dialogue at an early age of like, hey, tell me, tell me four things great about yourself. So they're identifying it versus me telling them, I, you know, as a parent, we can tell our kids all day long what we think is great about them. They need to own it and believe it for themselves. So help them identify what it is that's great about themselves. Mm. And at first they might push back and go like, I don't know, I don't know. Um, and, you know, you might throw out a suggestion like, you know, hey, do you think this is great about you? And then they might start to grab onto it. Hmm. And I think, I think that also leads us into the practice of praising our kids too, being specific and not just as like a little carrot dangling, like a little, like a little doggy treat of praise, right? Like we want, we want it to be specific. Like, I love how hard you tried or you did it. Like, how good does that feel? Right. Bringing it on them. Like one of the things that I stop saying is I'm so proud of you. Uh, and instead I say, oh, you should be so proud of yourself. You know, that, that's got to be helpful to help them mm -hmm. not, not look externally for what's good about them, but to know in their heart of hearts that mm -hmm. they're loved and lovable and valuable and worthy, right? And, right. I, and I also think that that starts at home by, by honoring what your, what your kids say, honoring their thoughts and their beliefs. If you're always telling them that, that they're not good enough and that, that, they're, that they don't know anything or that what they think and feel isn't right, well, it's going to be pretty hard for them to have a strong sense of self if mm -hmm. where they live, they're not getting that. So let's make sure we're, we're reaffirming that in just the way we show up for them in listening deeply to them, like really hearing them what they have to say, which means mm -hmm. you put your phone down too and you just listen and listen, not to judge, not to criticize, not to answer, mm -hmm. but truly deeply listen. I think that mm -hmm. is a really big key. It's actually a game changer in relationships because it feels like love and and it makes your child feel worthy, loved, and lovable. And that is mm -hmm. really important. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And being able to just stay with their experience and not talk them out of their experience, mm -hmm. I think is so important too. So if they have had a difficult day, you can stay with that for a moment and go, ah, wow, that, that sounded pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, what helped you get through 
that moment. So then they're also thinking about, well, I did get through it. You know, what did help me get through it? That is um, so great. Yes. What yeah. helped you get through it? Yes. That's mm-hmm. so good. And, and I love that. Like, yeah, not trying to change their mind about it or that's nothing. Like you need to show up whether you agree or you don't agree. It's not about that. That's not the point. Like, wow, that sounds really hard. Literally putting yourself in their shoes and Mm -hmm. seeing the situation from their point of view, which is the definition of empathy, right? Mm -hmm. And just being able to say, wow, that sounds really hard. Yeah. You know, and what did you do to get through it? And also, how can I support you? Mm-hmm. You know, is it really, it really, if they need it and if they don't, yeah. then stay away. Like, like let them be, you kind of have to, as a teen, be a container for their angst. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, they often say, you know, hold me, but don't touch me. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you and I, but, but you're not allowed to talk back. Like you're not allowed to say a word. Right. Like, so uh-huh. you got to like, okay, be really agile and, and sort of bob and weave and, and be able to be there for your child in the different ways that they, they show up sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think as parents, we have to watch our own anxiety and know, let them go through some of the stuff. Don't, stop them from, you know, thinking about, uh, that, you know, something that is overwhelming, you know, don't minimize that, help them understand that, okay, you can get through this. If you take care of today, well, you tomorrow's are going to be better. Let's, Mm. you know, okay. So this is a struggle that you're having today. How can you handle it today? Mm. You know? Oh, that's so good. That's, that's really great. Um, any, any, any advice or anything to help our kids when they're addicted to their phones or gaming or anything like that? I mean, to talk about it a little bit in terms of how, you know, they're kind of using that to help them cope with their anxiety and stuff like that. Any, anything that you would say about that? Yeah. So with social media, I like to teach kids a very mindful use of using social media. Look, it's here. It's not going away, you know, but if we can be mindful, um, I teach my kids, Hey, let's think of your likes as currency or your follows as currency and really consider, you know, um, I've got 10 likes today that I can use on social media. Is this really worth my like? You know, is this person really worth my follow? If I'm going to follow, you know, and maybe they, you give them, Hey, you can follow 10 new people a week, but really consider, is it really worth a follow? Um, because then they're being mindful and being engaged in the process rather than mind numbingly just like, 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 liking, um, be, be mindful about it. That's really good. That's really good. And I think as parents, we also need to be, because I've been caught, looking at other people's social media and thinking, oh, must be nice. Must be nice. Your kid does that. Mine won't. Must be nice. You got all straight A's and, you know, like, and feeling less than like, oh, great. You guys get to do family vacations and everybody looks happy, you know, where we might be struggling. Right. So I think it's, it's, it's a balance of the two. So, um, so that's really good. So, um, I want to just, um, I want to sort of wrap things up and just talk about what you are giving everybody. Um, And we're going to include some things in the show notes, which um, Mm -hmm. are some really great tools. So you are giving us breath work in the form of that four square breathing, which Mm -hmm. is such a great tool to use anytime, but it also gets us out of fight, flight, or freeze, right? Which is when we are in crisis. Um, And then can you tell us about the next one, the self-care kit? 
because we're going to include oh, yeah. So cool. Yeah, the self-care kit, you know, self-care is another buzzword, but what really is self-care? And it is, again, just being mindful with our with ourselves and present in the moment. So I created what I call the self-careation kit. Take a Ziploc bag, throw in the Ziploc bag, you know, maybe uh, a vanilla scented lotion, uh, maybe a lip gloss or a chapstick that has a nice smell to it. Uh, because when we activate some of our senses like smell, it grounds us back in the moment and it, it creates pleasure, right? So take five minutes, lay down on your bed, put a little bit of lotion on and just smell your hands and just feel the, the lotion going on your skin and just notice how that feels. Um, you can throw little things in such as uh, cough drops with vitamin C in it. So, you know, if you have a day where you're feeling a little like, oh, a little under the weather, pop a cough drop lay down again for five minutes, suck on that cough drop. Mm -hmm. um, I guess be careful if you're laying down sucking the cough drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, their teens are fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can also do some things in there that would be like, you know, if I'm having a rough day that I just need to distract my mind, throw a pack of cards in there. Mm -hmm. Teach them how to play solitaire. It's a simple game and it can just be a, a healthier way to distract oneself from a difficult day that's just being present for a moment. And, okay playing a little card um, or little doodle pad. Um, I also love at the 99 cent store, you can get these little uh, headache cloths. They're like a, a cooling cloth that you can just put on your forehead. You break it open, you put it on your forehead and just kind of uh, zen out, chill out for a moment. That is so great. That is so great. Uh, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to have that in my car. Uh, but this is like for, uh, for, for when they're with me, but when they're not with me to have it in their backpacks too. Right. I'm thinking even maybe a note to yourself, like when you're, when you're in your, in your settled mind, you can say things to yourself using your own words to calm yourself down too. Like, is that something you yeah. could include too? Oh, absolutely. I love if they have like a little notepad that's kind of like a, a gratitude or an affirmation mm -hmm. journal and they can just write little positive notes and then they can flip through it in that moment. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cause it's hard to remember. It's hard to remember when you're in fight or flight, it's hard to know, like it's hard to get yourself out of that. And so like, what do I need to do to make me feel better and grounded? That is such a great idea. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and then there's one more, uh, there's one more um, mindfulness uh, practice that you call the superhero stance. So tell, tell me about that. Yeah. Like who wouldn't want to be a superhero? It's pretty popular <laughs> these days, right? Yeah. You know, I'd love to be a superhero, but I think we can be a superhero to a certain extent. Uh, Amy Cuddy is a social psychologist and she studied what we call power posing. And it really is kind of that stance. And I call it the superhero stance because that's what it looks like to me where you, you know, you just stand, you're going to lift your shoulders, lift your chin a little bit, hands, you know, in a posed position on your hips you know, feet just a little bit wider. And then what I want you to do is actually look in the mirror and say a positive intention to yourself. You know, uh, like something like you could say, may I be strong, may I be courageous, may I be wise. And you start it with a may, and then look at yourself and kind of nod in like accepting that affirmation. And then say, I am. I am strong. I am courageous. I am wise. And my teens who do this every morning before they go to school have found that they feel 
more confident and more successful uh, by the end of the month, just doing that simple practice. Wow. And it doesn't take five minutes. It takes three minutes. But so important to really look at yourself in the mirror and hold the words to be true. Really Ugh. believe them. Embrace them. That's so cool. That's so cool. I've used it myself, really. Like I, I am picturing like I'm Superman looking on the top from a, to the top of a building, looking out over the city, right? And like uh -huh. how powerful I am today, right? It works. It absolutely works because there's a mind-body connection. We know that, right? So of mm -hmm. course it works. So, um, so I just want to thank you so much. I am so honored that you are here talking about this really important topic. Your book is called Mindfulness for Teens. And I want to just know where people can get this amazing book. Well, of course, it's on Amazon because isn't everything on Amazon? Yes. <laughs> you also find it all the major booksellers too, like Barnes and Noble. So you can pick it up pretty easily. Uh, and it's a it's a holiday time, so why not get your kids a tool that um, and a gift that's actually practical? Right, and and really don't hesitate to use these for yourself. These are these are universal universal truths, are they not? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, any final thoughts before we, uh, before we go? Don't shy away from it. Just try it. Just do it. You know, I love just, you know, encouraging my kids, just give it a try. Awesome. You got nothing to lose, everything to gain, right? Yeah. What do you, what do you got to lose by just trying something? Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again, Jenny. This has been the, the best mindfulness for teens talk. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.